have a good time, no wrong, no right. I think they ready, Izim. Pop up on the mic. Hey, what's up, everybody? This your man, Azim. And thank you all for joining us on another episode of the I'm Just Serious podcast. Uh, man, today it's the hump day of the week. You know we got you humping day and night, baby. Shout out to Charlie Wilson, member of the Gap Band. <laughs> if you don't know who he is, you better damn Google him. I told y'all it's Black History Month. If you don't know who Charlie Wilson is or the Gap Band, and if you don't know how to get a hump in your back, oh, you better ask somebody. Look. Uh, I just want to tell you right now, uh, I'm really excited to be with y'all, man. I've had an amazing month, an amazing month. I know it's been a little bit difficult. I hadn't been putting out my podcast like I wanted to, which was supposed to be every two weeks. Um, But this month, I was only able to put out, this is the second episode uh, of this year's podcast. But I was not going to allow this month to get past us because uh, we definitely got a couple things to talk about. First and foremost, I want to say thank you all for who for everyone who's come out to see me perform this month. Had some great shows, a couple of colleges this uh, this past month, as well as a comedy show in Philadelphia. Now, shout out to those people in Philadelphia that came to see me. We had an amazing time. And uh, for those of you all who actually subscribe to my podcast, uh, make sure you send me an email to itsazim, that's I-T-Z-A-Z-E-E-M, at iCloud.com. Send me an email and let me know you subscribe to my podcast. And I send you a couple of special clips of a few things that I did out there and a couple of people that got roasted at the show uh, (laughs) because we had a blast. And it's always good to work with some of the comedians that you really love and respect um, in the industry. And I had the chance to work with five of those people. So I'm really, really excited about uh, what we did there. And uh, got a couple of upcoming shows uh, this month. Coming up in March, I'll be at the University of Idaho, March the 21st. I'll be uh, performing uh, on the Carnival I don't even know what the name of the ship is. Hold on. So got a couple of shows uh, lined up this month, so y'all make sure you come out and see me. Uh, First show might not be that easy for some of y'all to get to because I'll be at the University of Idaho on uh, March the 21st. We'll be doing a a great, great show up there. So shout out to the University of Idaho. Um, I need some russet potatoes. And I'd like them all gratin. Now, for some of y'all that don't know what gratin is, that's not my fault. You're going to lose that scramble. The next thing is I'll be performing on the uh, Carnival Paradise. That'll be out of Tampa, Florida, March 28th through April 1st. So, y'all, if you haven't got a cruise, it's a four-day cruise, which means it's a booze cruise. And it might mean if you go in the casino, you're going to have a lose cruise. But the point of the matter is, and if you don't have a lot of love for yourself, you might have a loose cruise. So, depending on which one of those cruises that you want to be a part of, if you haven't done so and you like getting out and having a good time and you love to laugh, make sure you go on Carnival.com and get your get your uh, cruise booked and come and laugh with your boy uh march 28th through april 1st so listen we're gonna go right on get into the thick of this thing it's a couple of things i need to talk about 
uh, on this particular episode. Uh, this episode was supposed to just be about one topic only. Um, real quick, if you hear any background noise, that's because I'm outside enjoying my backyard. You don't know how much it means to me to be able to sit back and be home and do this, uh, to enjoy my backyard. Well, it's my backyard as long as my wife don't come out here. But the point I'm making is uh, it's my damn backyard at this moment, and that's what we're sticking with now. Um, I like being outside because it allows me to have a chance to enjoy a nice cigar, likes to be able to watch nature and creation. And I really needed to step outside, though, because I needed to speak about this dumbass movie that came out that that's that's, that's apparently got women uh, in an in an absolute uproar. The name of the movie is called Mia Copa. It's a Tyler Perry film. Which right there for me already let me know, uh, man, we, we got another problem yet again. Um, and here's the problem with this one. It, it, I ain't really got an issue with the movie. It was average to me, um, you know, but I think it could have been um, put together better. But I will say this. The sex scene that um, is now the talk of conversation with millions upon millions of women who uh, saw the sex scene where the uh, gentleman so a little bit more about this movie uh, Maya, Mia Copa okay this was another Tyler Perry movie and it stars Zaire Mallory excuse me Zaire Mallory is his acting name and uh, he, so the movie that's gotten everybody in an uproar is this movie called Mia Culpa, okay, which stars Trevante Rose, who plays Zaire Malloy, I believe is how you pronounce it, Zaire Malloy, and Kelly, Kelly Rowland. Y'all got to pray for me right now. I'm so upset about it. I'm trying to get to it, but I'm trying to slow down to give some of y'all who may have not heard about it a little bit of benefit. So, again, this movie, Mia Culpa, it's about a woman named Mia Harper, who's uh, played by the actress Kelly Rowland, as well as another artist by the name of Zaire Malloy, who is played by the actor Trevante Rhodes. Now, Trevante... Uh, in this movie, Travante, I'm gonna just tell you right now. This, let me tell y'all a little bit about this scene. Now, if you haven't seen the movie, it's on Netflix. <sighs> okay, Travante is this artist, right? And uh, named Zaire Malloy. Um, they should have just kept Travante because both names sound just as about the same uh, type of tomfoolery. But Travante. I don't know. I think it sounds like the missing member of Jodeci. But Travante, right, in this role, what he is is he's a, an artist uh, who is uh, accused of murdering his girlfriend. Now, Kelly Rowland, um, who is Maya, Mia Harper, she's the attorney that decides to represent him in said trial uh, for his life. Now, here's the issue. The sex scene is where the problem come in, okay? Because now again, it's got women looking for certain things that just ain't even dang on realistic. Now here's the reason what I'm talking about. Okay, 
There's a scene where uh, Travante and Kelly Rowland are about to be able to start having sex. Now, all of a sudden, Travante go out and go grab some damn colored paint, body paint, and now they drawing it on each other's bodies. And next thing you know, they laying on the floor looking like a um, human, uh, <laughs> a human abstract painting laid all out with gold and blue and red paint colors all over their body. Now, first thing, I, I don't really, I'm going to be honest with y'all, I don't really like watching no sex scenes in movies. I, I really don't. Uh, and I'm going to tell you why. Number one, uh, I'm not having sex, so it's not my business. Number two, um, you know, I really ain't interested in looking at the male anatomy. Now, I know some of y'all will be like, are you interested in looking at any other women? Listen, let me explain something to you. I'm, I'm a man, so I already know that, yes, we men or women, if you're attracted to the opposite sex, if you see a naked body, you might close your eyes but open it up just a little bit like you did when you was five. But my point is I ain't interested in seeing no man's ass. Okay, let's just say it this way. I'm not interested in seeing no man's bare ass at any time. Okay, so much so when I was in school and I played ball in high school, uh, the shower room, uh, I, I, I went home stank because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to be in no place where men got their TikTok swinging, their grandfather clocks hanging. I'm, I'm, I'm not here to look at your balls and tell you what time it is based on the position. Now, that being said, okay, uh, we sitting here and we watching this movie, right? Now, I'm watching the movie, but I'm also watching make sure my wife ain't watching too much of the movie. But the point I'm making is the dude laying down in it with, with his bare ass out, okay? Now, here's the issue. I know some of y'all probably didn't stop the podcast to go check out the movie. But here's the thing that got, got my attention is that now women all over the country are saying, you know what, that's what I want. I, I want a man to just, you know, uh, put put paint all on my body and, and, and make love to me and, and, just, and just turn me down. You know, ladies, I, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. I know that y'all want a man to break your back out and paint you like a Picasso. But let, let me explain something to you, ladies. Um, you might want to give your husband fair warning. You know what I'm saying? You might want to give them fair warning because I'm going to tell you right now, God damn it, if I'm laying down somewhere resting and my wife come in here with 17 bottles of uh, some Sherwin-Williams paint and pour on my body, the first thing I'm going to say is I just got through sanding these damn hardwood floors. Now, what we're not going to do is we're going to be putting this stuff on, okay? The second part of that is in the movie, I'm sitting here watching the fact that women continuously are are caught up in what I feel is a false perception of what a relationship is supposed to be in, be about. Yes, men do the exact same thing. We we both we both caught up in our own we both caught up in our own little pleasure principles or our idea situation. You know, a woman want paint colors thrown all over. You know, a man want to have a little you know a little oil sex every every morning and every afternoon and every evening. You know, and as much as we would like these things, it's really not gonna happen. Okay, first off, once we finish throwing this paint and our blood pressure come back down. Uh, most of us ain't got money like Zaire or Mia uh, in this movie. They had millions of dollars. He was a millionaire. She was a millionaire. 
let me just, I, I ain't got money for no housekeep cleaner. So when we finish and our blood pressure back to 120 over 80, who the hell cleaning this up? Okay? That's number one. Number two, I don't have a problem with people saying they want a little spice and mixing it up in a relationship. But I'm going to be honest with you. We're not going to be playing around in paint colors. You know what I'm saying? Yeast, yeast, you know, let me tell you something right now. You, you mess up your woman's pH level because you get a little bit of uh, paint on, on your penis, and then you try to go and insert that. Let me tell you right now. Here's what's going to happen. She's going to say, excuse me, sir. But you're not going to give me no yeast infection. So now you done went and got all this paint from Michael's uh, craft store. Okay, you done went down to Hobby Lobby, spent $37.82 on all these little uh, washable paints. And now reality done kicked in. And she like, hold on, hold on, wait a minute. I just realized I got to take a, a yeast pill because last week you wanted to decide you want us to play body paint. Like we uh we we like we going out with the little um, paint guns out at the range. That's not gonna happen. The the thing is, you can you can spice up your life. You can have an amazing uh, time and enjoying each other. But the truth of the matter is, I think so many of us we really waste time on all this fictional wanting to have that we don't really take the time out to say, you know what? You got a man that got through uh, being a, a garbage collector for the week. This man been out for 12 hours a day. 12 hours a day, okay? Collecting people's trash, dumping it at the sanitation uh, dump site or the trash dump site, coming home, taking his Timberlands off. He's smelling like seven days of bad food. And now you upset because he tired. He ain't really got time to be trying to uh, do something fancy for you. Or your wife, for example. She done been out there helping you with the children, fixed you something nice to eat, went and put in her 40 hours, and then you want her to come in there with some sexy lingerie, some lingerie, okay? But at the end of the day, what y'all left with, you're tired and you're exhausted. I think one of the things is, is in this movie that I really liked even more was the point that I'm making. The women that are so caught up in this particular moment, I think we as human beings, we oftentimes look at a particular moment um, as the destination and not just a picture in a full movie. And what I mean by that is this, in this movie, hate to spoil it with y'all, but I'm gonna go on and tell you. So in this movie, the dude, Zaire uh, Travante, uh, th this dude, he has sex with Kelly Rowland. He put the body paint on her. Then he paints a picture of her and he hangs it over his bed. She's laying there with him. He, she sees this. She's like, oh my God, I got his ass. That's what she said. I got his ass. I put that thing on him. Now he done drew a whole painting and want to look at me every day, even when I'm not here. But later on in the story, she find out that this dude is a player among all players. And so she gets up on the top of the bed. She pulls back the picture of her, like to rip it out. 
And what's up under there? It's a picture of the girl that was there the last week. She pulled that one back. It was a picture of the girl before her. And she pulled that back, and it was another picture. Then she pulled it back again, only to discover that her sister-in-law, her girl, also then slept with this dude. So what is it telling me? Is that a lot of times the very thing that you're looking for, this rock'em sock'em uh, piece of expression, th this is nothing more than, than playtime. And a lot of times you, we looking for the wrong thing. You know, one year we was looking for the poets when Lorenz Tate came out with uh, Love Jones. He pulled that thing out, came out and did Love Jones. Now every woman wanted to have a man that was a poet. We got to go to poetry slams every 15 days. Now, shout shout out to my man, uh, Ed Mabry, Amir Suleiman, Jay Love, and a host of other talented and amazing poets. But the reality of it is uh, what we're looking for is this fantasy man instead of this reality man. And it's good to have a reality man that you can live with every day that sprinkles a little bit of fantasy in your life. Instead of you trying to chase the fantasy man, trying to make the fantasy the larger part and then the reality the smaller part. And that, I think, is what causes us problems in our relationships is that we want the woman to come in, uh, you know, fixing us food and high six inch pumps. You know what I'm saying? And her heels and feet and, and, and tippy toes is already on fire because she had to go and wear them for work for eight hours a day and all day. But then. You want her to come and do that for you every day. Why? Because we feed our minds on fantasy as opposed to what takes place in reality. And it also lets me know that that also shows that we don't really have a lot of good examples of what a real relationship look like. Real relationships, you ain't seeing that on Instagram. No. No, we got to set a stage. We got to make sure everything look just right so we can act like we so wonderful. Everybody walking around looking like damn Siamese twins with these same uh, matching outfits on for the pictures, knowing damn well that some of the stuff that we put on is not what we really doing in real life. And that's the point. We put on airs instead of putting on our real faces for the world to see what reality really look like. And if that's not the look that we want, then we need to focus on changing that reality. So that's all I really wanted to say on that, man. Um, but, you know, check the movie out. Check the movie out. Let me know what y'all think. I, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, um, you know, I mean, I will say the dude, uh, uh, Travante, was in great shape. Uh, you know, uh, I ain't really appreciate you know, looking at all that muscles and carrying on. Uh, now I had to take my fat ass back to the gym and, and I'm over here eating a piece of pound cake watching a movie. So now I had to throw that out, throw my popcorn out, throw my chocolate out. Cause you know, now my wife looking at uh, a buffet and then looking on the screen and now looking at my after ass. Thank you Travante for messing up my evening with my snacks and goodies. And I'm still going to go get some paint. Okay, so anyway, listen. Now that we got that out the way, um, it's another topic that I wanted to address. And it's a topic that's really been of, uh, of interest to me as of late. Uh, a lot of people um, know that I have, my wife and I, we have seven children. And uh, one of our daughters, uh, our youngest daughter, is actually a junior in high school. 
and will be graduating uh, as a junior uh, this year, come May 2024. She'll be graduating high school early as a junior. So we're very, very proud of her and her accomplishments. But uh, I know a lot of times, you know, uh, children have an interesting way of wanting to change some of the things that they want to do predicated on something that their friends happen to say. And, you know, and, and, and as much as my, my daughter has some friends, I just want to tell her, you know, she got a lot of dumbass friends. You know, I'm just going to keep it 100 with y'all. She got some dumbass friends, and, 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 and she goes to a school um, that also has a lot of dumb children that attend this school. Um, you know, uh, and, and the reason why I say that is, you know, uh, you know, let me just gonna be honest with you. Ain't no need for me to tippy toe. She go to a pretty much predominantly white school, um, and and these white kids come home and 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 they have some amazing insights as to what they're gonna do with their lives after high school. And one of these amazing um, tasks that that they really want to uh, participate in is something called the gap year. Yeah, now this this whole thing about the gap year, they decide, you know, they want to make sure that they take in time out uh, to have this year right after high school to take some time off before they get ready to go to college. Now, here's the here's the funny part to me about the gap year. I remember my daughter told me, she said, Daddy, um, I think I want to uh, take a gap year after I graduate from high school. And I said, what, what, what you want to take a gap year for? She's like, well, you know, I just want to be able to have a little bit of time, you know, just to, to relax myself before I go uh, into the next step of my life. And I was like, well, 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 shit. Okay, if you if you taking a gap year, I I, I guess we gonna take a gap year. So where you gonna be living? And she's like, well, daddy, I plan on living here. I was like, oh no, no, sweetie, if you taking a gap year, damn it, I'm taking a gap year. Cause you had twelve, you had twelve years, twelve gap years. Matter of fact, you had twelve gap years from the time you went to kindergarten till you was in high school. Matter of fact, you had eleven, cause you cut it short because you graduated early. So you had, you did have eleven years of a gap. Uh, and, and, and with that, that gave you enough time to figure out what you're going to do with your life because uh, from this particular point, I'm, I'm about to put a pole in your mama's room, in, in your bedroom for your mama. She's like, what, 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 I'm, what I'm using that for? I said, well, you know what? Your mama is going to now be practicing to be a volunteer firefighter. And uh, don't worry about them buckets of paint at the bottom. That's just for later when we redecorate. Now. The bottom line is I'm not I'm not taking care of my child doing some damn gap year. Most people don't even realize what the gap year even came from. The gap year came, which was a whole UK uh, ordeal where people used to take it because they were uh, dealing with situations regarding war and things of that nature. Ain't none of these kids in America going through no damn war. Why the hell you need a gap year to figure out what you're going to do? What has been preventing these kids in America from actually being able to focus and figure out what they want to do with their life? And then to have the audacity to make your parents feel like they are not supportive of you when you want to take a year off to figure out what you're going to do. 
To me, that sounds like a lost year. That's not a gap year. Gap years used to be where people would say, hey, you know what? I'm going to take off uh, the year after high school and I'm going to go travel abroad uh, as it relates to something that I'm really interested in. Uh, you want to go visit uh, Napoli, Italy. Uh, One one young man went to Napoli, Italy. He wanted to really realize, like, I want to I want to create pizzas. I really want to be a culinary chef. But that's the thing that I want to do. And I'd love to go to the source of where this was and work in some of these shops, learn Italian uh, and immerse myself in the culture and work there. Learn how to how they really do it. Learn how they create the mozzarella cheese, how they make the sauces, what makes the pizza dough so great. Things of that nature. Then he came back home and and started an empire of pizza chains here in the United States, world-renowned chef. Now, if you're talking about doing something like that, that's not a gap year. That's an investment year. Your ass bagging groceries at Publix and Winn-Dixie is a lost year. If you trying to hang out with your friends during the, during the first year that some of your other peers are freshmen in college, if you and Jonathan is hanging out and y'all going out every day doing cool little things, playing games, and you chilling, that's a lost year. That's not a gap year. And guess what? Damn it, my name ain't Calk. I'm not here to fill in your gaps. You know what I'm saying? The last gap that we closed in this house was between your teeth, and I'm still paying for that. That's the last gap I'm giving any of my kids. And I really want to know how you all feel about having a gap year. Do you think a gap year is something that that we should uh, be okay with with our children? Second question, when they had opportunities to figure out what school they want to go to, what they want to do with their lives, where was their focus? Because I, I look at all of my children, I gave them all an amazing book, uh, which if you've never heard of it, make sure you pick it up. It's called 48 Days to the Work You Love. 48 Days to the Work You Love by an author by the name of Dan Miller. Dan Miller made an amazing book that really highlights and gives a person, whether you're a teenager or whether you're an adult, it helps you to try to find your purpose, your vocation, your life's work, what what God put you on this earth for. And if anybody knows me, you know I always tell us that we have an opportunity to do something that nobody else has done on this earth. And even if they have, we'll still be effective with the the, um, group of people that our life will directly affect by our gift and talent. And the only way you can do that is to start looking within. And so it's a five to 10 minute read every day. You answer a couple of questions. By the end of the uh, book, you start getting a very clear picture of what you want to do. Now, I say this to you because um, I'm not big on telling my children what they should be, right? Um, I'm a comedian. I would never tell any of them that they should be a comedian. Although I do know that one or two of them are extremely funny, extremely funny, very sarcastic, which why some of my other children be like, why you let them say so-and-so now? If I'd have said that, I'd have got slapped in the mouth. I said, because timing is everything. <laughs> so you call, you got to be able to work on that. That's that's not my fault that you, not, you don't have that kind of ability of communicating that way. Um, but the gifts that I see in each one of my children, 
I share with them about, you know, hey, I really think that, you know, you could you ever looked into maybe doing more of that? That might be something that you might want to look into. But guess what? If you tell me, Dad, I want to be a carpenter, right? Now, you ain't good at math. <laughs> you ain't good at math. But, but that's what you tell me you want to be. It's not to say that you can't be a carpenter. That might mean that you got to put your mind, heart, and energy to that. That means you're going to have to work harder on math. My responsibility is if that's what you tell me you want to do and you want me to support you in that, then I'm going to push you in that direction. We're going to make sure you get some tutoring, get your math scores up. We're going to make sure that uh, you know how to use tools because there's a lot of stuff around this house need fixing. I'd be damned if I'm going to walk myself out of a, a home improvement helper. <laughs> the hell I will. We won't have no Heathcliff Hustables up in here who going to mess something up. If you tell me that that's what you want to do, then perfect. Uh, I'm, and that's why we had seven children. I wanted to have a child in each area of life that I'm gonna need help at on the way later. So I'm hoping one of them finally decide to go to medical school because we probably gonna need somebody to look after our old asses. So, but my point being, we're not encouraging our children enough and we let our children off the hook because these kids so tender. I'm telling you, they Ralph Transvant. They are just sensitive. You can't say nothing to them without them feeling like you're offending them. You can't uh, have an expectation out of them to do certain things. And it's all because they have tried to figure us out because we're not spending as much time focusing on looking at them to see what gifts God has placed in them because we so busy being caught up on the very thing that they own which is that doggone social media, that phone, texting, communicating with everybody, but taking a very little amount of time to look at ourselves. Each of us, I was at the gym today, shut your mouth before you even say it, yes, I've been going to the gym, I've been working out. Now when I go to the gym, I tell my wife, honey, I'm going to the gym. I really don't have time to answer text messages, or phone calls. So if you call, I will answer it. But I just need to know what direction is the emergency room because I'm in the gym. I didn't come here to be on the phone and chit chat. I go to the gym. I'm trying to get to the next machine. I can't get on the next machine because I think the dude doing leg presses. All right, I'm thinking he over there doing leg presses. But when I go over to the leg press machine, he's sitting down there on his rest, like it's a damn rest area, chilling because he on his phone texting. Texting. I'm like, bitch, if you want to do some reps on, the, on them phone, then you on the wrong machine. You don't have to be on this leg press. Get your ass up so somebody else can get on here. That's the thing. Everybody in the gym was taking five to seven minutes between reps, between sets, excuse me, to be on the phone, to text, to find another song. Get all that stuff in order before you come here. Because why? We stuck to it. That's our lives. We can't even keep up with what's going on with our children in our lives because our lives are now tied to the phone. It's almost like you, we give our children phones so we can get left alone with our phone and then wonder why we don't know what's going on in our children's lives, why our children don't know what to do with their lives and why they want a gap year. 
It don't take you that long to figure out what you want to do. Now, I'll be honest with you. I will say that if you have parents that don't um, even really have an idea of, uh, you know, how to navigate a course for, for their children as it relates to helping guide them uh, into uh, what's the next steps out of high school, getting them mentally and physically prepared for the next challenges that life has ahead. Yeah, it, it is a little more difficult, but some of us and a lot of us, especially uh, my fans and listeners here, know what's, what, what should be expected out of their children. Some of us, though, we don't have the, um, I don't really want to be blunt, but we don't really exercise our rights as parents. A lot of us done started asking our children, can you can you do so and so? No, I I I disagree with that. I'm not telling you um, that we don't live in a de democratic society, but if your house is a democracy, outside of your spouse and you, you you doing you're doing it wrong. This is a damn dictatorship. If I tell you, listen, if I tell you you reading this book. That's what it is. It's not about that. I'm not interested in it. I don't give a damn. I said you're reading this book because I'm the parent and it's my responsibility to nurture you, to foster you, and to grow you into someone that you will become and be proud of. It's not my duty to tell you and to dictate to you what you're going to become, but my job is to put you on a path that opens different doors and boxes and ideas that will stimulate thought in your own mind that will then give you an idea of a course that you'd like your life to take. But one of them courses is not going to be no dang on gap year. Some of y'all come out there talking. I know some of y'all going to say, well, you know, Melania, uh, not Melania, Lord, have mercy. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I was talking about Malia. Uh, President Obama's daughter, she took a gap year after high school uh, before entering Harvard, right? Some of y'all like, well, you got a problem with that? Listen to me. That's a whole nother level of problem. If you're getting ready to go to Harvard, as uh, long as you can get in, but guess what, what? what's gonna happen? What are you doing with that gap year? Your gap year is not gonna be sitting here chilling. Your, your gap year is not, you don't need no damn, you need a rest from what? From not working? Wonderful. Because I'm going to have, if you were at my house doing your gap year, I promise you, you're going to have a whole lot of gaps to be filling up. Because one thing, what you're not going to do is be using it to have some gapping going on between your legs because we're not doing that either. You understand me? This is not going to be that type of gap year where you're going to be taking time off, kicking it with boys and all of that. No, no, you're taking a gap year. You're taking a gap year from all of it. Damn it, uh, I guess we're taking you to the monastery or we're taking you to the convent or somewhere because I'm not participating in these type of, these type of uh, trivial things. To me, it's really, the phrase lost year is really the best way to say it. You know, how many of these children are losing a year? The, the, the statistics are real. Most children that take a gap year in the United States of America either never go to college or they never complete college because the one thing that they looking to do is they like I want to get out here and start working I want to start making me some money and I'm saying to myself you call what you talking about working at Wendy's you call that money <laughs> okay you're gonna be broke a long time you're gonna be broke a long time
If somebody was to come to me and tell me as a student that just graduated high school and they want to come to my place of work and tell me, uh, yes, sir, um, I'm very interested in um, working uh, here at Wendy's or Chick-fil-A. And I said, oh, okay, so, you know, I see you just graduated high school. Congratulations. So would this just be for the summer? No, sir, I'm going to do this for, uh, I'm looking for a long-term one. Also, you don't have any plans to go to college? Well, I do, but I'm taking a gap year. Get your dumb ass on up out of here. I don't, got, I don't got time for that. Because, see, you have no direction. You don't know what you want to do. Just like you don't know what you want to do, you don't know if you're going to want to work this job for the year or you're going to be gone tomorrow. I don't really have time for that. I'd rather have a college student that needs employment on his off time because he don't have enough money for student work. I don't have time for your gap year kids because – a gap year should not even be allowed. If you're telling me that you want to take this gap year, then guess what? I, I hope that by August when your friends are going to college that you also are getting ready to move into your own place because you're not taking none of this stuff because it's taking a gap uh, year as well to somebody else's home, and I'm going to use that money to put this uh, – <laughs> to put this firefighter's pole uh, in this room so uh, your mom can practice uh, some of her uh, uh, routines. Uh, not routines, but you know what I'm saying, so, cause, so she can get a job down at the fire station. Uh, but most of the time, uh, we'll just keep practicing until they decide to hire her. So <laughs> anyway, y'all, listen, I just wanted to come out here and share a couple of thoughts with y'all this week. I hope y'all have an amazing week. Uh, I, I want to make sure that uh, when we get started for the month of March, you'll have two podcasts on two hump days. We're going to do them every two weeks on Wednesdays. So make sure y'all tell a friend, tell a friend. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you found me on. And I look forward to seeing you soon. God bless y'all. Have a good evening. Peace.